Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here to break it all down for us and much more, college football NFL draft expert for the Believe Podcast Network, Joe DeLeon, hopping on the WadeFord.com hotline. Joe, how are you? collect myself after that uh that colorado tcu game that was <laughs> heck of a way to start off our saturday of, of college football but i'm doing great we got plenty of great games on excited to see how this late night slate ends up being yeah and so i want to pick your brain here a little bit it's you know especially in our business never too early to look ahead from what you saw from him at jackson state and now through one historic game at colorado does Shadur sanders project in the nfl in your mind i'm admittedly going to be very conservative about the outlook for Shadur. I, I think that his performance early on at Jackson State was fantastic, but the competition he was, in, he was going against wasn't exactly great. It wasn't a, at the elite level, and now he has a chance to really showcase that. That first game that he played, I, I saw a lot of poise. I saw a lot of great decision-making. Uh, he's a really good athlete, and sometimes these mobile quarterbacks love to just overly – rely on their legs, but he decided uh, to straight up pick apart Colorado or uh, TCU rather with just quick decision-making, getting the ball out as quickly as possible, taking advantage of a lot of light coverage. But I I think that he's somebody who's going to have to benefit from coming back for one more final year. And I wouldn't be surprised if his father isn't maybe requesting that he comes back for another year. So, so that they can run it back next year, depending on how things go in 2023. But He's got the arm. He's got the decision-making. He just might be a year away. The other star from this game, Travis Hunter, was playing both sides of the ball, 110 snaps for the game. Obviously, I don't think that's going to be able to be a realistic expectation for the entire season. So if you had to project him out as either a corner or a wide receiver, where is he going to play? I think realistically, and it's odd saying this because I think he played more receiver reps than he did play corner reps in this game, but I think realistically he's, projecting best as a, as a corner. His shutdown ability, the way that he played in this game, his ability to take the ball away, and then the ball skills, we know he's a receiver. He can catch the football. But the way he's able to you know, come up and take the ball out of the air and pluck it out of the air is just at a completely an, another level, something that I don't think most of us have seen for a true sophomore, the way that he played in this game. Um, that one pick that he had in the red zone that was just amazing, and that's where like I'm completely shocked for – what he's able to do. I knew he was good. I didn't know he was that good. But realistically, as that projects for the NFL, to answer your question, we've kind of had this with Dion where he was a corner and then sometimes got those opportunities to play receiver and return kicks. And I think that his impact will be more so felt in that way. I worry a little bit because of guys like Jabril Peppers, who 
you know, kind of had that path, that similar path where it's like, wow, what, what can't he not, what can he not do? Um, and then eventually he just finds his role in defense. So I, I feel like that's most likely for, for Travis Hunter. All right, Joe, as we're talking to Joe DeLeon here on the WadeFord.com Hotline Sports Radio 92.9. The game, we got a bunch of rookies making their debut next weekend. So let's start with the quarterbacks. Bryce Young, what are your expectations for him? I think the offensive line looked a little shaky in preseason. I might be a little concerned when he comes up against our Falcons in week one. Yeah, uh, Bryce Young is somebody who has, despite some offensive limitations in his college career, has been able to exceed them. We saw last year where the offensive line for Alabama was struggling a little bit, and he's just got fantastic pocket presence. And the way that Jonathan Mingo played in the preseason, it seems like he's got a pretty good option to uh, to be a good dump-off go-to threat. I, I don't think that Bryce is going to be a world beater. I don't think he's going to explode onto the scene like some, some other guys have. And I, Heck, I wouldn't even be shocked if some people don't say if he has a couple bad performances here and there that they don't go and say, oh, this kid's a bust. Why was he taken first overall? This is why you shouldn't take smaller quarterbacks. But he, for me, is somebody who I think is gradually going to get more and more comfortable as the season goes on because the roster around him is, is pretty bare offensively, but uh, just so consistent and knows how to play when, when all the odds are stacked up against him. Now, what do you think about C.J. Stroud? Are we going to get the C.J. Stroud that played against Georgia, or are we going to get the C.J. Stroud that made you scratch your head a bunch? I, I think this first year we're going to get that C.J. Stroud that had us scratching our head a ton, which is – and we, we saw it in the preseason. A lot of hold the ball a little too long, forcing the ball into – really questionable spots that led to turnovers. But that doesn't mean he's not going to reach that Georgia version of him. And we know that that's in him, that he's eventually going to get there. And it's up to D'Amico Ryan and that Texans coaching staff to eventually unlock that in him. And that's the whole point of starting him right away. He's good enough that if you get him more reps, he's going to get better. He's going to start to think quicker. And then eventually he will be, and hopefully that version that we saw against Georgia, I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. And that's, that's another team that really, really lacks uh, offensive talent. They should be able to rely on Damian Pierce. Hopefully that can uh, take the pressure off of them, but it might take a little bit before Stroud gets fully, fully comfortable. For me, the wild card is Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. Now they have clearly no expectations with Mr. Taylor sitting on the sidelines, so it's going to be just let's see what we got in this guy. And we've seen a lot from him in camp and in the preseason in terms of that raw athleticism and you know the big arm. But the question is, can he actually run an offense efficiently? Yeah, I think that the the end part there that you said that can he run an offense efficiently? He is somebody who's just so physically gifted, and the whole season we're going to be sharing clips all year saying. Oh my God, look at this throw. Look at this ball that he threw. Look at him run over a defender. Look at him barrel his way into the end zone. Look at this 50 yard uh, touchdown that he had. But there's going to be a lot of head scratchers. And that one out of all of them, fans need to be really, really patient with his progression. The thing that's a huge advantage is that the offense that he's stepping into allows him to play as an athlete. And I know it's tough that there's no Jonathan Taylor, but I, I feel as though. Shane Steichen is going to find ways to get that run game efficient and moving downhill. He looked pretty good in the preseason uh, for what I was expecting. I know that he wasn't perfect, uh, but he looked pretty good, better than I was anticipating he would. So how about our guy here in Atlanta, B. John Robinson? So far, he's been everything you could expect and more on and off the field. Any reason to believe he won't have an outstanding rookie season? No, I, I don't think that there's any reason to believe that unless there's, 
a significant injury or maybe even a light injury that lingers throughout the season, which always tends to hop up for, for running backs. But Bijan is, as you talked about, as advertised, they did a good job of getting him warmed up in the preseason, but not exposing too much of him and getting glimpses of how he's going to be utilized. And I think it's going to be a real uh, rude awakening for NFL defenses having to bottle that guy up in an offense that was built to run uh, with a star running back like B. John Robinson. His game-breaking impact, I think, is going to be felt, although I, I feel as though his impact is going to be closer to what Saquon Barkley's was uh, early on when Daniel Jones first took over for the Giants, where things were a little up and down, and his big plays kept them in games, but the quarterback play was a bit of a hindrance at times. Breaking down all things college and NFL with Joe DeLeon of the Believe Podcast Network. Check out his stuff there. All right. Question about somebody out west. Our good friend Stetson Bennett with the L.A. Rams. Seems like Matthew Stafford's having a bit of a tough time there in L.A. They're going through some transition. Any shot you think he gets some reps in actual games this season? Oh, I think it's very likely for two reasons. And one of them that you just brought up that, Things are a little shaky right now for the Rams, and if by the end of the season, maybe 13 or 12 games in, things aren't going well, and maybe on both sides in Stafford's camp and in the Rams' front office, they don't want to you know, keep him out there to risk any re-injury or injury at all throughout the season, or at the end of the season, rather, when things aren't in a position for them to make the playoffs. But I think the other aspect of this is that we know that Matthew Stafford has not exactly been the most healthy and fully available player at the quarterback position uh, over the past few years and in his whole career. So if he gets banged up and he deals with anything, um, I wouldn't be shocked if Stetson doesn't come in. And he's another player who played really cleanly in the preseason. And we know that he's a guy who maybe physically isn't going to wow you like Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud, but I think can keep the offense on schedule if asked to do so. I think his impact could be similar to what Baker Mayfield did uh, when he stepped in and, and took over that quarterback job for the Rams at the end of last season. But I, I, th- I really do think that there's a strong chance um, that he does find his way onto the field, maybe starts a game or two. Now our guys here are getting underway in under uh, just over an hour, and that, of course, is the Bulldogs looking for their historic three-peat. Carson Beck, he's been a bit of a man of mystery. He got limited reps over the past couple of seasons, but Kirby has come out and said he has full faith in him to lead the offense, and it's not expected to miss a beat. Do you think that's an accurate statement, or do you foresee a bit of struggle as UGA goes for the three-peat? I I don't want to say struggle, but I think that there will be a little bit of a – not growing pains, but there's going to be a bit of an acclimation period for Carson Beck. For new quarterbacks, there's very rarely guys that immediately jump onto the scene and explode and have – uh, crazy first few game stretches and SEC debuts. If he was as good as being able to do that, he would have beaten out Stetson Bennett last year for the quarterback job. But Carson Beck is a, is a talented player. He's got a big frame. I think some people believe that if he does have a good season, he could be in that, that quarterback conversation to the 2024 or 2025 NFL draft as a first rounder. Um, but he does need to get comfortable. What does help him is that Brock Bowers comes back. That offensive line might, somehow be better than it was last year, even though they lost a couple of players. I'm really high on what Amarius Mims can do for this team, but they have just so much offensive explosion and also defensive talent that even if Carson Beck isn't perfect, like even if he has a a bad game where he's at 50% completion percentage or worse or throws a a pick or two 
uh, he can get bailed out. That roster is so, so good, which is why I'm not worried that they're going to have any hangover from the last two seasons of winning national championships. Now, if I asked you who is the best quarterback in the SEC, your answer would be? I'd have to go with Jane Daniels. Uh, not from an NFL draft perspective, but just from like a college football perspective. Jane Daniels looked so good down the stretch last year. And I, I know that he was banged up in, in the SEC championship game. He was dealing with an injury. His availability, and when he's fully healthy, he fits perfectly in Brian Kelly's offense. He is so hard to tackle. He's got great speed and athleticism. He's not a, a big-arm quarterback, but he kind of like we were talking about earlier with Shadur, that he's just a pick-you-apart player when he makes quick decisions. The ball comes out of his hands so easily, uh, and he's very decisive. And when he's in a rhythm, he can be and will be the best quarterback in the SEC. I think that LSU's chances of reaching uh, the national championship are going to be fully based on what Daniels does this season. If he's consistent and we get glimpses of the way that he played against Alabama – uh, through stretches of this year, they absolutely can get there or at the very least get this college football playoff. Joe, last one. Jalen Milrow named the starter for Alabama. Maybe a bit of a surprise as Tyler Buckner was brought over from Notre Dame sort of to compete for this job, but Milrow wins it out. He's a bit of a wild card in my opinion, but the high upside is there. What do you think? Yeah, I think that there's a, a possibility, even though that, that Milrow won the job, that uh, other guys might get rotated in and get some reps, and maybe Ty Simpson comes in for a series, or we get uh, we get uh, Buckner coming in for a series, or however, because of how how hard of a decision this seemingly was for for making this pick at quarterback. But I mean, we look at the past of some guys that were successful that have similar physical profiles in Alabama's offense. I know that there were different offensive coordinators, but. You know, guys like Jalen Hurts and Blake Sims were really successful. And Jalen Hurts led Alabama to SEC championships with the way that he played. And I wonder if now that Tommy Reese is the one calling the plays and it's a very run-oriented offense and they have so many different young backs to go to, uh, that Jalen Milrow isn't just a massive focal point for the run game. The thing that scares the heck out of me is the way that if, if the way that he plays when it's like third and medium, third and long is, is really scary. It, it could be really, really bad if it comes down to a close game against LSU or, or someone else that he needs to make a play on a third and long and he can't get there because his, uh, his throwing ability is just not up to par with some of these other players in the SEC. All right, Joe, let's keep injecting this college football Saturday right into the veins. Main light it, baby. Appreciate you hopping on. Of course. Thanks for having me, as always. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.